Welcome back to the Rob Manish Show, folks. It's good to be back. I hope you had a good, long Memorial Day weekend honoring our nation's fallen warriors, and we do appreciate them. Uh, today's episode we're excited about, though, and that is because we're asking the question, what do young Americans think about what's happening in our country these days? And I promised my audience when I started this show uh, that I would also have experienced people as guests in the topic being discussed. There is nothing more important than understanding what young people in this country growing up in our current social structure and climate think about what's happening today and where they think they will fit in in the future and what the country might look like. I couldn't think of a better guest than a Christian conservative from middle America to give us his point of view and his thoughts on these issues. Our country is at a critical crossroads between freedom and tyranny. So we're fortunate to have young people like my guest today willing to talk openly and teach us what they are thinking, feeling, doing, and planning so they can remain free to speak, free to worship, live, and pursue their dreams of happiness in the greatest country in the history of the world. Alex Stone is 17 years old and the founder of A Stonewall's Perspective. He founded A Stonewall's Perspective in 2019. It is Alex's mission to reach people with the truth of the gospel and share his perspective and ideas on what is going on in the world around him. His podcast is the primary way that he shares with people. Alex has interviewed guests such as Governor Mike Parson from Missouri, Pastor Greg Locke from Tennessee, Matt Couch from Arkansas, and many other notable conservative and Christian voices. His podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. Alex, welcome to the Rob Mena Show, my friend. Thank you, Rob, How for having you? me on. I am, I am, I'm doing well. I'm excited to do this. I'm happy to be here with you today. So uh, I'm just excited, man. Well, we're, we're excited to have you on, my friend. Uh, 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 I'll tell the folks out there uh, just a reminder that this show is live and you can comment as we're live on all, all of the five platforms that we're on. And we will address your comments uh, as we go along the show. Uh, and uh, we appreciate y'all's participation and we appreciate you coming on today, Alex. And uh, tell the folks the big question starting out is, what is a Stonewall's perspective? Yeah, man. So in 2019, I was at VBS at my church. I was just serving uh, with with the kids there, and I was I was having a little bit of a break. There was nothing really to do, so I was standing with my youth pastor, and I said to him, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting a Facebook page, like to share the gospel, share the truth about everything." And he was like, "Do it. Call it a Stonewall's perspective." And so I I started the Facebook page, and then. A couple weeks after, I also started uh, the podcast as well. And so I go about seven episodes on the podcast, and then I stop because it's not really going anywhere, not really doing anything and everything. Um, but I keep the Facebook page going. So after a while, quarantine hits. I have nothing better to do with my life. And so I decide I'm going to start the podcast back up to where this goes. So I text my youth pastor. I'm like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And he's like that he, he just says he'd be honored. So, so we do that. And then I've just been doing it ever since probably last April. Yeah. April of 2020 is when I started it back up. And I've, like you said, I've had the governor of Missouri on, I've had Matt couch, the, the founder of DC Patriot America first media group, pastor Greg Locke from Tennessee and, and many other notable guests um, who are influencers in the Christian conservative uh, world. Well, I met you at an event called the Faith and Freedoms Conference. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, organized by Mr. Matt Couch, who we both yep. have mentioned now. And I want to give Matt a shout out here and thank him for inviting me to participate and for inviting people like you to participate. That was in Dallas mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, Alex. And yeah. uh, what did you think about that conference? Uh, you know, I, I have my own thoughts about it. I had a great time and uh, met some 
wonderful people and I always enjoy uh, talking with folks and seeing how they're doing. But this was a unique, this is a unique time where this event was really the first event that I'd been invited to uh, amongst conservatives that was public and, uh, and open to the public after mm -hmm. the pandemic has pretty much started winding down here. What'd you think about that? Right, Man, it was amazing. I had, I had the time of my life. I was just able to connect with so many people, talk to people. Uh, there was, there weren't as many people as I thought that there were going to be there. Um, but I, I kind of liked that. I was just, a, there were, it was a way to really have community there and, and just get to know people, get to know you, get to know Jeff Dornick, be able to talk to Matt, Pastor Brian Gibson, uh, Pastor Mark Burns, President Trump's pastor. Um, it was just really, really cool to talk to people. Um, and it was, it was also cool being able to speak there. That was the first event that I've ever been able to, to go and speak outside of um, my state and outside of Arizona where my dad is from. Um, it was just, it was a great time uh, just to be able to yeah. talk and, and be able to fellowship with people who mm -hmm. believe the same as you. Absolutely. Uh, and I agree with you. I mean, I was a little bit uh, interested to see what the turnout would be because I think of folks are still a little bit uh, put off by going out in public and, uh, amongst crowds and those kind of things. But we have to start somewhere. And that was a good beginning. And I think Mr. Couch is going to be doing a number of those events. I hope I get to attend as many of them as I can uh, mm -hmm. and see folks like you there. Uh, yeah. but let's, let's get down to the to the, to the really brass tacks and why we're here today, Alex. And that is, you know, talk to me about where you see uh, young men and women in your age group and your of your generation. You know, what do you think about what's happening in our society today? You know, to be honest, I think that everything's kind of going downhill right now. Um, and I think that's evident. But I think it's just going to continue to go downhill from here. I think we've had we've hit a point for the most part of for most people uh, the point of no return, and, and that's sad. But I think it's the reality that people um, are so blinded to the truth they don't want to see the truth. They refuse to see the truth when people tell them because they are living in their own world of lies. I was on Truth Slingers podcast with with MAGA Beard and Beard Vet the other day. Mm -hmm. um, great, great show, great podcast. They were kind of asking me the same thing, like what what's going on with this generation? And I think that the reason why our generation is, my generation is where it is, is because of doctrination, indoctrination in the schools. The I think that we started really rolling downhill when they took away prayer from the schools. Um, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Things like Roe v. Wade uh, happened. Things like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the case, but 20, 2015 is when homosexuality was legalized in all 50 states. I think, I think it's just the progressive downfall of humanity. It's, it's, um, it's a sad sight to see, but I think that's what's just going on. The point of no return that we've already hit. Yeah, I think, I think on the... Uh the homosexual decision from the Supreme court was about the legalization of gay marriage mm -hmm. uh, across the States, uh, which, yeah. which I see that as a state issue and it should be a state mm -hmm. issue. Uh, I agree. Uh, and, uh, uh, but the Supreme court saw it otherwise. And, and just like they did in Roe v. Wade, they, they created law out of whole cloth, uh, seemingly out of thin air in that we can all, uh, you know, be Christian brothers and sisters and, and love folks that have different lifestyle choices than we do. But at the same time, we also have to protect our own children and families to, because we want to raise them in the faith uh, and lifestyle and with the values that uh, we have from our family and government shouldn't be forcing other values outside of those onto us. Uh, or mm -hmm. anybody else for that matter. So, right, so I agree. Burger, Burgerfell decision, maybe. But so, so you see all this, and uh, and we talk about 
I mean, I see it from a 50, perspective of a 59 year old, old man, uh, who served in the military most of his life. Uh, so I was kind of sequestered from average society, really, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you're seeing this from the, from, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, just starting out as, as, as youth, you know, uh, with your whole future ahead of you, uh, mm-hmm. what do you, what, what, what is this woke stuff and wokeism? Uh, maybe you can help me understand it. I, I, I don't understand one group of people wanting to uh, force another group of people to think a certain way, even to try to use the law to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, uh, it's just against the American values that I read about in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, right. the States, the Bill of Rights. Uh, all of the the thinking that's gone into liberty and freedom and government and and how the U.S. is it, it's probably the freest government in the history of mankind and we know it's raised more people out of poverty than any other right. government so we want to preserve it but mm-hmm. there's this wokeism stuff out there <laughs> that's trying to force me to say that I'm a white supremacist when I'm not. <laughs> never have been right uh you know uh and and have a long record historical record of work to prove it quite frankly uh so and if i push back i'm a white supremacist because that proves i'm a white supremacist yeah what, the heck? what is your generation thinking because it seems to stem from from that era that generation see m- what's going on in my generation is my generation is not thinking at all that they we have lost the ability to use critical thinking. We've lost the ability to really observe what's going on because mainstream media is telling us this and this and this, and, and we see all of that going on around us, and we're just blindly believing it because it's what's being said, and it's happening in the schools. Schools are teaching CRT, and and that's and critical race theory is um, – from the pit of hell it's it's not something that is good but it's being taught and people are believing it buying it buying into this woke crap this woke ideology when in reality wokeism is not the way to go wokeism ever since like i started observing like what woke wokeism is at the beginning of 2020 uh after the george floyd incident after i started observing that i was like uh uh-uh, that's we need to make people aware of what is actually going on. We need to share the truth, tell people about um, what is going on actually. And, and, and it's sad because we're called conspiracy theorists for, for sharing the truth. Mm-hmm. And once, once everything comes out about the truth, they won't listen to it. They won't listen to the truth. And so it's, it's kind of a, difficult place like that we're in when sharing it's like we're in between a a a stone and a hard place like we don't know what to do to 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 make you got that in there or we're uh, between a stone hard i didn't i didn't even mean to do that yeah but you should have said i'm uh, we're between a stone wall and a hard place and and (laughs) we're up against the wall in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. Uh, right how, how do you handle that how do you handle that feeling of pressure and being pressured mm-hmm. by your peers and people older than you to, uh, mm-hmm. to believe things that you know are wrong. Yeah. So I just kind of drown out all of the noise from, from everything going on around me. Like today, someone messaged me. She said that she saw on my YouTube, my message from the faith and freedoms conference. And she was like, uh, you look like a white, you, you sound like a white nationalist. You sound like a Christian nationalist and everything. And you're going down the wrong path pathway. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care because I know my heart. I know what I'm doing. And I know that I'm trying to share the truth of what's going on around us, uh, the truth about the gospel, the truth about politics. And so I kind of just ignore what people are saying because I know the truth and I know that they're wrong about what they believe. Yeah, and I'm sure you believe that the words, uh, the truth shall set you free, (laughs) uh, right? Uh, And I think that, you know, from my perspective, uh, you know, as you get older and you get more invested in your job and your career, 
uh, people are concerned and, and, and they're afraid to speak out anymore. And they're afraid mm -hmm. to speak the truth, even though they know it's the truth. Uh, and, uh, you know, looking back on my younger life and, and, you know, I have a son that's, uh, just a year younger than you, uh, and where you guys are at now, you can do it much easier at this point in your life than you can, than somebody can that's at 60 years old or almost 60 mm -hmm. like I am. Uh, but we have to, we have, we have to encourage folks that are my age in their forties and fifties and sixties to continue to speak out and speak the truth. Don't we? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. I, th I think we wholeheartedly do. Some people aren't at the point of no return. Uh, they will be receptive to the truth. Um, but, but other people, they won't. Um, so I think it's important for everyone who has a voice and that's everyone in this movement that we're in to, to share the truth, to really speak about what's going on around us in the world today. And, and the truth of the matter is it's that we're lacking truth. We're living in this, this post-truth society when everyone is believing lies and the only way to get to them is by sharing the truth, no matter what they say, no matter what they think about us. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. One, one of, uh, my, uh, our viewers, uh, is laughing online, LOL, uh, <laughs> Rob, you speak out plenty and I do speak out, but mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, I speak out very strongly and, uh, I'm also a retiree from the U S military and it, and if somebody in government decides that I've crossed some line that that doesn't exist, uh, but now it does, uh, I put that at risk. You know, people people put those kinds of things at risk, uh, and it's, mm -hmm. it. Uh, I think it really chills free speech in our country today, and uh, that's why I admire pe folks like you, Alex, that have the courage to stand up, even even though you may be shouted down right now as. Oh, you're just a kid, you know, or yeah, you're, you don't know anything yet. Uh, well, folks, I agree with what Alex is saying. So uh, mm -hmm. he is wise beyond uh, his earthly years, my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why uh, we have to continue to encourage others and why I wanted you on the show to talk today, because, uh, you know, people get tired of hearing the same age group talking. Yeah. Yeah their gums off all the time and and uh it's tough to find young people that are not only capable but are willing to speak out and tell the truth and the mm -hmm. truth is there's a lot of things wrong today uh, you mentioned mm -hmm. crt uh folks that's critical race theory you've heard me talk about it uh today uh have you seen that being taught in schools so praise the lord for this i don't go to a public school so i don't I don't hear that from my teachers because we, we learn the truth. We learn, um, we learn facts. We don't learn theories, racist theories. Um, but, but I, so I go to a church and my, my church, his, the pastor there, he calls out critical race theory. He's like, this is racist. Here's what it is. Here's what's going on with this. Avoid it, market it and avoid it. And so critical race theory is they say that, white people are inherently racist but black people aren't good enough to get up to the point where white people are so they need white people to help them get up to where we are so that's racist to white people and it's racist to black people and so it's kind of like a false dichotomy that's going on like one thing over here and the other thing over here and it's not the truth it's 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 fiction yeah, long, long before you or even I was born in the in the mid century of the twentieth century and earlier, uh, uh, there was uh, these laws like segregation laws, uh, and that was on the that was from the basic philosophy that you judge somebody based on the color of their skin. Now mm -hmm. with CRT, it's kind of fl it's it's flipped. The, it's the same as that the, what those laws are based on, but it's flipped the script in that. And that now uh, a person with my skin color is required to say that they're white supremacist and there's nothing they can do about it because they were born only because they were born that way. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, 
Uh, and that just, that's abhorrent to me. It goes mm-hmm. against everything I was ever taught. I was uh, born in 1961. So, so growing up in the 1960s and 70s, I, I was an eyewitness to a lot of the good that happened uh, through men and women uh, like Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, mm-hmm. Senator Robert Kennedy, uh, you know, uh, Congressman John Lewis, who just passed away. I mean, all of those folks were, uh, you know, they, they wanted a country and the vision was that we don't judge people based on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And the CRT seems mm-hmm. to say, and is teaching our young people and not just young people, but even corporate executives that no, uh, the content of your character really doesn't matter. What matters is the color of your skin. And, uh, you know, when you go back and look at history, uh, 1930s and forties, Germany, uh, was doing exactly that. Uh, and, and there was a period of time coming early 20th century and up to that point where that was a common, you know, uh, eugenics and, uh, geneticism and that one race is better than another or smarter or all that. That was a common scientific theme, uh, in those days. And some laws like the segregation laws were and Jim Crow laws, they call them were made about that. Uh, but we need to be doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. The opposite is look, you know, uh, if, 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 if I know a young black man, uh, then that young black man or uh, little boy is the same as my young white men uh, or little boy children or grandchildren. They're exactly the same. God made them uh, uh, with the same opportunity, same capability, and America should be giving them all the same opportunity. That I understand is a frustration, uh, but the going down the road of judging people simply based on their skin color and Mm -hmm. making a set of requirements that they fit based on the subject of their skin color, it's not going to work, is it? No, it's not. So I was, I was listening to, um, uh, Fox news earlier. I was, I was in the car listening to Fox news and I don't remember who was talking, but they were talking about the fact that we are living in a capitalistic society. We're living in a society where people think that there are, um, there is systemic racism when in reality there's not. Uh, people, um, he, he was saying that we are the land of opportunity, equal opportunity, but we're not the land, the, but, but, but equal opportunity does not lead to equal outcome. People are thinking that critical race theory and everything and that systemic racism has to do with the fact of people's color. When in reality, people have the same opportunities. People have the same opportunity to go, go get a job. Just because there's equal opportunity does not mean there is equal outcome with that opportunity. And I think that's where uh, so many people have gone wrong and is that they think that just because we have opportunity does not mean we have the same outcomes as each other. And they blame that on race. They blame that on skin color, which I think that that's racist. I don't know about you or, or your listeners. And I, I, I think I do uh, know about where I'm, co- where you're coming from uh, considering uh, people watching you. Um, that's racist to say that. That's racist to say that someone can't get to where they are because of skin color. That's not right. That's, that's, that's evil and it's It's being propagated it's being propagated by the left as is as if it is the truth when in reality it is it's a lie and people are believing this lies left and right and it's sad it's not only sad though alex it's uh it's dangerous uh and uh and i agree with you it is that concept is racist uh and i think most of my viewers would agree with you that it's racist. It's, it's also based on something called critical theory, because there's not just critical race theory. Uh, there's critical theory as applied to the LGBTQI community and other, you know, persons of color, uh, mm-hmm. and, and other minority communities that are out there. Uh, critical theory was actually created by the, the Marxists, uh, uh, and it's a Marxist ideology 
uh, I call it neo-Marxism here today and what it's being used by the left, uh, uh, you know, and uh, uh, Ginger McKnight says, uh, you know, propaganda by the communist is a lie. Uh, it's one, she's one of our viewers and she's absolutely right. It is alive. And, uh, you know, my dad fought in the cold war, most, uh, 20 of the 30 something years of my career were, uh, in fighting the cold war. We were very proud to have, uh, been a part of the Berlin wall fall falling and, uh, the Soviet union, uh, you know, uh, uh, crumbling down. Uh, and, uh, and that communist nation falling, but honestly, Khrushchev said that we would fall from within, uh, and that's what I see happening, uh, with this injection of critical race theory, race has always been the Achilles heel in the United States. And look, let's mm -hmm. face it. Slavery was wrong. It was a huge missed opportunity for the founders that wrote the Declaration of Independence to not abolish slavery. And then later in the Constitution, it was a huge missed opportunity. But the world as it was in those days uh, wasn't going to allow the country to be created at the same time uh, that that was. And eventually, we actually fought a war that cost over 600,000 American lives uh, when you combine both sides to defeat that institution. Uh, and then the institutions that followed, like I already mentioned, Jim Crow law, we just got rid of the last vestige of that in Louisiana uh, about two years ago. And the Supreme mm -hmm. Court of the United States agreed with us. It was uh, non-unanimous juries for, uh, for uh, uh, non-capital felony crimes. And uh, imagine uh, having a jury of 12, but only 10 had to agree to convict you. Uh, I mean, that's 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 unconscionable to us today, but the Louisiana still had it on the books. I was... Uh, proud to be part of a, a small part of a team that uh, Democrats, Republicans, and independents and non-political people that removed that law from the books. Uh, so mm -hmm. there's always room to make things better. Uh, but the systemic approach and that every institution in the United States, uh, critical race theory and all of those things, that is just an attack on the values and foundation of the country. And and it brings to mind to me the, the, the 1619 project. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I haven't looked, I haven't dived deep into it and into what it is yet though. Well, it's basically a project out of the New York times that, that's, uh, uh, that says that, uh, the founding of the U S was really in 1619 when the first African slaves were brought to Virginia, not 1776 <laughs> and that all of the declaration and constitution all of that was made to perpetuate the institution of slavery uh, and our history of our, our history of white supremacy and racism continues to this day. Uh, it's false history. It's a revision of history. Uh, and it's been been uh, uh, criticized by notable, most notable historians uh, have come out and criticized it. Uh, and the, finally, the author had to admit that it wasn't history as a journalistic project, mm -hmm. I believe words that she used. Uh, mm -hmm. But regardless of that, to write a lie and then have that lie, be, that's being taught in some public schools also, mm -hmm. uh, is, is really the wrong thing to do, in my opinion. Uh, and, and the approach we need to be taking is more what Dr. King said, and that mm -hmm. is working together to ensure that you know, if we still have persons of color, uh, like the African-American community, uh, that don't have the same opportunity as everyone else, not the same outcome, but the same opportunity. See, the word equity means outcome opportunity, equal opportunity is what the country was founded on and what's made it strong and grow and prosperous, uh, and lifted so many people out of poverty is equality of opportunity. Now mm -hmm. we can fix that because, you know, the Democrats in the United States of America have actually put in policies in place at the federal level and the state level that have destroyed the African-American family mm -hmm. since the 1930s, uh, especially uh, since the 1960s. And, and we can reverse those policies and we can, we can pass new policies that actually promote family instead of breaking them up, promote mm -hmm. uh, education instead of saying education is white supremacist. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, I about fell out of my chair when I heard the, that that mathematics is white supremacist. Yeah, if everything is white supremacist nowadays. Uh, it's 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 crazy. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's like they're trying to flip, uh, not flip the script, but reverse you know reverse everything. So it all has new meaning, uh, uh, and and that's the wrong approach, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. but that's the approach that I see coming from your generation and the generation just ahead of you guys that mm -hmm. uh, folks are embracing that and uh i'm trying to keep telling the truth although i don't think i get listened to a lot these days because i'm an old white guy you know mm -hmm. uh and my record even though it speaks for itself is discounted because of that uh and that's unfortunate uh, but i'm going to keep speaking the truth as loudly mm -hmm. as i possibly can uh, and I know you are too. Here, here's Brian O'Neill. He's one of our commenters. Uh, 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 and I want you to take this one on, uh, Alex. Uh, I heard recently that Jesus brought truth to the world. And it was one of those moments when I realized I never thought of that, but it's true. He actually mm -hmm. died for bringing truth to the world, didn't he? Yeah. The, the Bible says that the truth will set you free. Jesus came and brought that truth to us. And um, that's what we have today. And, you know, one of the reasons why we are where we are is because the, the school system isn't teaching the truth. They're not teaching history. They're not teaching the Bible. They're, they're not teaching godly principles. Even if you're not teaching the Bible, I think we could all agree that the principles of the Bible are good principles. Like I, I said this in my podcast with Eric Matheny, um, the other day is that even if you're not a Christian, we can all agree that the values of the Bible are good values. Things like not murdering people, things like being kind to your neighbor. These are good values and they're not being taught anymore. Uh, what's being taught are, is critical race theory, th things like that. This is all about big government and power for, yeah, it is. It is about big government and power for the left. They're, they like to pull things out of their hat and make stuff up. Like you just talked about the 1619 project. I wasn't too familiar on it before, before that, but they're teaching these kinds of things in the schools when they have no backing historically. And I, I, the reason why we are where we are is because people aren't being educated on the truth. We're not being educated on history. And I said earlier that I was that I go to a Christian private school, and and I thank God for that. And so we're we're really conservative, really really Christian. Um, and so, for example, uh, I've taken two semesters in my school to learn about the Holocaust, to to learn about Nazi Germany and the the things that were going on in Nazi Germany, and the the policies. And so what I was observing in that time is that the same policies that Nazi Germany used are the same policies that Democrats are using nowadays to get power. So Hitler, he took away guns from people, okay? What are the Democrats trying to do now? They're trying to take away guns from people. And it's for power. It's not because guns kill people. It's because they want power. There was a whole bunch of propaganda against the Jews in in the 1930s and 40s and, and even late in the 20s against the Jews. There's propaganda now all over the place against us, against our movement, against what's going on. CNN, MSNBC, whatever whatever news source you want to you want to name, even in Fox News it's there. Even in conservative places it's there too. And and people don't realize it, that the same things that Nazis use are the same things that the Democrat Party is, in, is using now. And, and I don't think that they want to start a Holocaust. Maybe they do. Some of them do, of course. Like right after January 6th, there was a guy who, who made a video saying that we're all, we're all criminals because of, because of voting for Trump. And so there's those people, and Mark can avoid them. They're crazy idiots. Um, but people yeah. need to learn history. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to take them on either. You know, uh, just because I voted for somebody doesn't mean that I'm against mm-hmm. the United States. And uh, right. I'll say it again. There was no insurrection. Insurrection <laughs> requires certain there was things. Nothing. Uh, and no one has been charged with that or sedition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know what? And something political prisoners in solitary confinement being held without bail, mm-hmm. many of them for trespassing or less as far as the types of crimes they're going to be charged with. And, you know, if if January 6th was was an insurrection of them, then what in the world was all of June and July? And, and it's even going on now. All of the riots in Portland, uh, in Washington, every all those buildings on fire, everything. Mm-hmm. What was that to you? That was mostly peaceful protesting. That's, that's bullcrap. The attack on the White House last summer where the Secret Service was so concerned they had to take President Trump to the bunker. Uh, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a highly unusual move, uh, having worked with the Secret Service quite a bit to, to take the principal, which is in this case the President of the United States, mm-hmm. and move them to a safe uh, room-type location is uh, very, very unusual. So they had to be very concerned. But, you know, in those days the leftists who are screaming the loudest about the January 6th non-insurrectionists were were screaming at the president of the United States that he couldn't use the National Guard or the military uh, to put down an insurrection because it wasn't an insurrection. Uh, And Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually planned uh, and coordinated, and they continue to be planned and coordinated around the country. Uh, Portland is the most, uh, I think, uh, violent one uh, consistently, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's happened all over the country. It continues to happen as we speak. Uh, The the little anarchists out there, Antifa and BLM domestic terrorists, are planning more uh, of this violence and destruction. Uh, And uh, the FBI is out chasing the white supremacist ghost uh, and saying that they're not actually domestic terrorists well i say otherwise mm-hmm. i'm going to continue to say about it say that about it mm-hmm. uh because yeah. after all most of those protesters on january 6th were peaceful protesters as cnn mm-hmm. and others love to say about the ones that created two billion dollars worth of uh, destroyed property and killed 30 or 40 people and injured some mm-hmm. police officers. there was one person who died on january 6th her name was ashley babbitt there was far more than one person who died throughout last summer with all of the BLM riots. And I'm going to, I'm looking up the stats right now. So you can, you can talk while I'm doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but to say that this stuff that we are white supremacists and that we're domestic terrorists uh, and so on and so forth, it's just, it's a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of lies and everyone is believing it. And, it's it's scary i'm not i'm i'm not too scared that they're going to target me and come after me and come and hurt me i know the most dangerous people in the world from going to that conference uh, i'm not i'm not scared of a bunch of people who don't know their genders don't know their pronouns who think that they're like animal people or whatever i'm not scared of that well, we should never be afraid of that, uh, and we shouldn't be afraid of a government that tries to uh, uh, to say we're terrorists, uh, especially because we're not. Uh, we're mm-hmm. Americans, and Americans, if you read the Declaration of Independence, uh, uh, right there in the founding document, says we have a right to alter or abolish mm-hmm. the government that is not doing its job, and its job defined as protecting our lives our liberty and, and our ability to pursue happiness. Uh, and uh, we have a right to do that. Uh, and it doesn't say how, it just says we have a right to do that. And I will continue mm-hmm. to work to uh, reform this government and restore it back to the constitutional government that the founders, mm-hmm. uh, that the founders created because it's no longer that. It's no longer that. Our institutions are being used against us. Uh, those of us that believe in things like the Declaration of Independence. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, w- the only way we can change that is to challenge them and mm-hmm. continue to tell the truth. Like you said, did mm-hmm. you find those stats? 
Yeah, I, I looked it up on Google, so I take this lightly, but it said that there were 19 people that were that died during the 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 George Floyd incident. So that's that's just one thing, like during the George Floyd protest. Now there's many others, um, and I'm sure that there were hundreds of more deaths than than just those 19 in the throughout last summer. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, several yeah. of them were police officers, retired police mm -hmm. officers, mm -hmm. uh, uh, other dangerous extremist groups like the Boogaloo Boys, who are not right wing, they're anarchists like Antifa. Mm -hmm. are. Uh, uh, they killed a police officer out in, uh, out in San Francisco. I'm sad to say that one of the shooters on that was an active duty Air Force staff sergeant who is sitting mm -hmm. in jail, I believe, awaiting trial. And uh, yep. I'm convinced that he'll be convicted and should be mm -hmm. based on what I've seen. Uh, but uh, uh, it's sad that people do these kinds of things, uh, but we have to take them on and we have to take on the truth. And the truth mm -hmm. is, is that uh, just because I voted for somebody doesn't mean I'm a domestic terrorist. And even though I sympathize with the frustrations, I wouldn't have agreed that people, you know, people breaking windows and, and, uh, you know, going into the Capitol, but, some of those people were invited into the Capitol by the police officers. We have it on video now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we do. We need to get the government to release all 14,000 hours of video, which they're doing. They're working very hard not to do that because it's yeah, up the narrative. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a propaganda narrative out there. Uh, and uh, I hope you keep fighting it, Alex. And mm -hmm. uh, Oh, I, I will be. I, I tell you, I will be because I don't take life that I'm being accused of, of being a domestic terrorist because of who I voted for, because I believe <laughs> in the Declaration of Independence, because I signed up to give my life for that in the Constitution uh, and that idea and that set of ideas. Uh, so I will fight it uh, till the very, very, very bitter end and uh, leave it to young folks like you to pick up the standard mm -hmm. and continue to, uh, to mm -hmm. uh, uh, take them on uh, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, challenge them and face to face and do it loudly and proudly because this is America, this is America. Mm -hmm. We're Americans. And just because we have half the population that appears to be under the Marxist uh, 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 swan song call or sirens call, doesn't mean that we should give into that. We can't mm -hmm. because there's no, as Ronald Reagan said, there's no other place to go. Yeah, we're we're supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but the Democrats are doing everything in their power to take away our freedoms from us. All of 2020 was a scam. It was it was it it was all a scam. The pandemic that's not a that was fake. It, it, now everyone everyone is saying back then that it came from a lab. We were called conspiracy theorists for it. Now the evidence is coming out that it came from a lab. And guess what? They're shutting. It's, it's so, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with you wholly that the, that the disease was fake. I think the disease mm -hmm. is real. Well, I agree. Uh, and our initial response to it before we started locking down, before we started locking down, uh, it was, it was appropriate to be concerned. Uh, mm -hmm. but every step after that, uh, has been unnecessary, has caused more harm than good. Uh, and, uh, uh, it, 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 we've got to take it on. I mean, look, mm -hmm. I don't get a flu shot every, every year. Uh, and I know people that never get flu shots and, and I'm okay with them never getting flu shots. They've never given me the flu, you know, and I'm, as far as I know, I've never given anybody else the flu. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and the same approach has got to happen with this vaccine thing. You know, I'm, I'm on a task force to stop vaccine passports, uh, right now. And, uh, uh, that's because it, it you know, it, it's closely linked to what's called the social credit system in China, where mm -hmm. they shut your bank account down, cancel your credit cards. If, if you are saying things that the government doesn't like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so you're right. I mean, we've been, we, we've had our freedoms taken away and it's up to us to, to fight, to take them back. Even if it means abolishing the current government and recreating another government. Uh, or restoring, I think that's what we need to do. What I would prefer to do, restoring our constitutional form of government. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have a right to do that. Let me say it again. We have a right to do that. That is not sedition. That is not insurrection. That is mm -hmm. our right to abolish this government 
and restore it or recreate a government that protects our lives, our liberty, and our pursuit of happiness and equality of opportunity, uh, as, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, and, and speaking of liberty, you, are, you make no bones about it, my friend, that you are a strong Christian. Uh, I'm proud mm -hmm. to know you because of that. Uh, I'm a Christian myself, uh, was saved at a very young age, age 14, but, but I have never uh, had the uh, skills to, to help spread the gospel message like you apparently have. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm very proud to know you. Uh, why are you able to do that so well? It's through Christ, to be honest. It's it's nothing that I'm able to do. It's it's all through Christ, who is in me, who has given me the opportunity, who has helped me build the platform to just go and share the gospel. It's it's not for anything that I want to do for myself. It's it's for Jesus. It's it's Him. It's the Holy Spirit that I have in me who is helping me do it. And I'm not. And I'm not just sharing the truth of God of the gospel. I'm sharing the truth of politics on my podcast as well. Um, and I think that's something that every Christian is called to. You don't have to do it the way that I'm doing it, um, but we should share the gospel. Um, and and that, that's our calling it in the gospel. There's four different times when Jesus calls on us to go and share the gospel. And then there's one time when Jesus says to go do it in, in the book of Acts as well. Go therefore and, and, and share the gospel. Make make disciples. Um, some people can't take the shot due to lung diseases. Yeah, that's true. Um, man, I, I just, I'm just on a mission to see lives changed by Jesus. And in doing so, I'm going to share the truth about, about Jesus. I'm going to share the truth about the Bible, the gospel. And I'm going to share the truth about politics and the political uh, system that's going on in the world. And, and that's what Jesus did. He 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 called out corrupt religion and he called out corrupt politics as well and that's what we should do as well yeah you know the story about uh jesus in the temple and throwing the money changers out uh, uh you know using a whip and turning over the mm -hmm. tables and all of those things you know it, it tends to it tended to get by me a little bit as a younger person when i heard it you know, I didn't really put a lot of thought into that. But as I've seen things happen over the last five to 10 years, I realized that, you know, Christians can't just be passive. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, a lot of folks these days tend to want to say, you know, if you're a Christian, you, you, you have to be passive uh, and you shouldn't you shouldn't talk about sin. You shouldn't talk about, uh, 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 you know, your brothers and sisters in Christ sinning and trying to help them overcome that. Uh, you mm -hmm. shouldn't, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's really mean. Uh, uh, you know, you hear all kinds of things about that. Uh, and, and uh, uh, we got the chance to hear uh, Pastor Locke and, and Brian Gibson <laughs> yeah. and, and President Trump's pastor all talk a little bit about those things a few weeks ago in person. But but I'm interested in your thoughts on that, Alex. I know you've dealt with it on your podcast as I was researching for the show. I, I looked at a, a couple of your podcasts and your guests and those kind of things. How do you handle Christ, people that say they're Christians but then they come at us and they go, well, you're mean. You can't be a warrior and be a Christian. You know, my model is uh, I was a commander in the Air Force. So Joshua, uh, the, uh, who I call the great God's great commander, uh, is a model that, I, that I've tried to study and, uh, and see how he served God while at the same time was a military commander. So I know that you can be a man or a woman of God uh and, and still do the right th and do the right things you know and not be these passive shrinking violet in the corner uh mm -hmm. type people because that's the only thing that's acceptable where are these people coming from i see a lot of that today uh, and i think i know you have some thoughts on that yeah so uh after i gave the message at um at the Faith and Freedom Conference, I was talking about progressive Christianity, wokeism, and everything, calling out false teachers, calling out false teaching, calling out 
um, false believers. And I was basically saying like, hey, if you are a pastor and you believe that abortion is okay, you are not a Christian and you need to resign. And I said the same thing with homosexuality. I said the thing, same thing with transgenderism and, and multiple other uh, hot topics, if you will. I said that like, hey, if you're a pastor and you buy these things, you believe these things, you teach these things, then you're not a Christian. You need to step down. And so I had a couple of people call me out and say, you're not very loving in doing this. And I was like, okay. Um, and, and then they they pulled out 1 Corinthians 13, talking all about love. And I agree with that. But there's a point in time where you have to really be aggressive with how you share things. And and I have gotten to the point where where I have come to believe that when it comes to calling out false teachers, calling out false religion, false false Christianity, Jesus had the same tone as I, I did. Jesus called the Pharisees whitewashed tombs, whited walls, he wolves in sheep's clothing. He was very aggressive about the way that he called out false teachers and that's exactly what I was doing. But I've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying that you're not loving enough. And so I just say, okay, I'll learn from my mistakes. I'll learn better. If there's something else that you want me to do, then then I'll, I'll consider it. But, but I probably won't do it because the things that I'm doing now, I'm, I'm basing them off of, I'm basing them off of the Bible and the word of God. And so like, I'll listen to you i'll listen to your concerns but um if it's like super if i'm super out of line then yeah i'll change something up but but i, I don't think i was um when being called not loving enough well usually uh and i just want to point out that tron simpson was on earlier he's a friend of mine he's a radio host out out in uh colorado and uh, has a mm -hmm. great show out there and, uh, uh, he, he said good stuff. Uh, he, he mentioned me, but really he's talking about you, Alex. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, you know, Jesus, and help me out here, uh, but Jesus was loving in a way that, you know, you know, he would hang out with prostitutes. Mm -hmm. uh, we call them sex workers today. Uh, right. he, he would hang out with thieves and tax collectors. Matter of fact, uh, uh, one of his uh, closest disciples was a tax collector, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and he made no bones about it. But the other thing he he did at the same time he was doing that, what he would always say something to the effect, uh, and I think he's used these words exactly: "Go and sin no more." Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when after he would interact with somebody uh, that was a sinner. Uh, and, and he was, and he, and he was with them all the time because he knew, and he's tried to teach us in his actions. I believe that, you know, the church is a great thing and going to church on Sunday morning and, and fellowshipping with your fellow Christians is, is, is a good thing too. But the majority of, of spreading the message of Jesus Christ and the gospel really should be in interacting with people that. Uh, folks that sit in those church pews are repelled by most of the time mm -hmm. and talking to them out of love, be loving. Yes. But also out of love by saying, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. Right. Isn't that, right? That, that you're wrong. Yeah. You, that is exactly right. Um, and people have come up with like this cut and paste theology. Like you cut out all of the places where it talks about sin and you just give a feel-good message, and that's not what I want to do because that's not the gospel. Um, I'm going to call out sin. I'm going to tell it how it is, and I'll be as loving as I can with it, but I'm not going to dumb down the truth because it offends people. I'm not going to dumb down the truth of the gospel because it offends people. I'm not going to dumb down the truth of what's going on in our nation in the political system because it offends people. I don't care if I offend people. Because yeah, Jesus sure. offended people all the time. Exactly. It, 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 the whole the whole good news uh, is an offense to people of the world, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The message yeah. of the gospel, the good news, spreading the good news is offensive to mm -hmm. the people of the world. Uh, and even the Bible, the Bible says that. Yeah. 
and it should be offensive to the people of the mm-hmm. world because the world is not is not the place we want to spend eternity, uh, according to what I read in the Bible and my Christian faith. Uh, right. You know, and, and, and look, I'm not perfect. Far from it. Uh, uh, I've, I've, you know, I've killed people in war, uh, intentionally and unintentionally. I've given orders that have done the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to use profanity, uh, and, uh, I'm a sinner, uh, and I have a tendency to lose my temper sometimes. Uh, so I'm not perfect and I'm not saying that people should be perfect. I'm just saying that if we don't, go along and recognize that we're not perfect and recognize that we do sin. We're never going to get a bit, get better uh, and closer to, you know, being Christ-like, which I think is the goal uh, mm-hmm. from all of the teaching that I've received on Christianity is one of the goals, if not the primary goal is to live your life as Christ would have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're doing, Alex, right. when you call people mm-hmm. out directly, uh, you know, it's not to be mean, you know, it's out of love. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. It is out of love. I, I, I don't want, I don't want, I'm not trying to be mean to people. I'm just sharing the truth. I'm observing the Bible, what the Bible says. And I'm saying, here it is. Here's the Bible. Here's the gospel. Here's the truth. I'm not going to be unashamed of it. Romans chapter one, verse 16, it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for the Jew first and also for the Greek. I'm not going to be ashamed of it because it's the power of God uh, to salvation. It's the gospel that brings salvation. And I'm not, I'm not scared to, to dumb down the truth because it offends people. Well, Well, who are these pastors and church leaders that are not who by name, but, but where are they coming from? I mean, I've heard a lot of things in the last five to 10 years from so-called pastors. I've seen some Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter stuff going on the last few weeks with a certain pastor, uh, uh, you know, somebody that says Jesus was gay or could have been gay and, uh, 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 et cetera. I mean, it's, it's as if they're trying to, trying to take the Bible, uh, and make it fit the current social construct and climate, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the world, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, that's exactly what they're doing. And and so I I saw that, I think I know what tweet you're, you're talking about. Um, and I, I called that out. I was like, Jesus was not gay because Jesus was sinless and they refuse to hear the truth of the gospel because they want the gospel to fit their own political narrative. And I said this in in the uh, at the conference that false Christians are the hardest people to reach in the world. These these people who will be like Jesus was racist, Jesus was gay. These are false Christians. It's near impossible to reach these people, uh, but we shouldn't stop trying. Um, and so, I did a podcast with. Uh, Jeff Dornick, he he's the host of the Gatekeepers podcast, and he's the founder of Freedom First Network. And I was talking to him about progressivism and wokeism, and, and these people will take biblical terminology and twist their their meaning, twist what these things mean, so that it fits their narrative. And that is a lie if I've ever seen one. It, it, it's it's a false theology that is rooted from our own desires and our own likings. And, yeah, it's, and, and so it's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's, it, it, and it's coming from everywhere. All of these woke pastors, there's, there's a guy named Brandon Robertson. He, a couple months ago, he, he came out on TikTok and he was like, Jesus committed the sin, the sin of racism. And then he pulled out a scripture out of context and, Mm -hmm. and it was just all weird. And so I go look at the text. He, and Jesus didn't commit the sin of racism. And to say that Jesus was sinful is to say that all of the gospel, all of the Bible is a lie because the Bible is pointed directly to Jesus and everything that he said and did. Even in the old Testament, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
he fulfilled he fulfilled hundreds of prophecies about him that's impossible statistically that's impossible and jesus did that yeah i, I remember that that tweet too uh i think i was remembering that one more than i was remembering the one about homosexuality but uh, uh i mean it's just you know, I saw you and others. I, I think I called them out to say, say, man, you're you're uh, you're you're not only wrong, you're lying intentionally mm -hmm. uh, to try to get people to come to your view, uh, mm -hmm. which is in direct opposition to God and Jesus yep. Christ, our our Lord and Savior. It, mm -hmm. it, and it just it puzzles me that anyone could seriously take, could take the, a person like that seriously as a pastor, because mm -hmm. it's just not, it's so glaringly wrong, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a lie, especially if you go to actual, actually open a Bible folks and go to the text and you can see uh, that the guy was lying. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So it's people have lost the ability to really, think for themselves they're they're relying on pastors and and news sources blindly and thinking that is the truth so there's a there's a woman i'm going to say her name and i might butch butcher it but it's i think it's pronounced joe lumen she's she's a pastor but she doesn't like the term um and so she she said just a minute ago uh, about a couple hours ago too many men use social media to <laughs> intellectually masturbate all over people's spaces. And I don't think they realize that most of us can tell they are just opening up their coat to show us their small, tiny, puny, sad self-esteem. Consider healing. And so I, I see these people who tweet out all of these weird things, like, like, she, just, like she just said, people use wow. social media to intellectually masturbate. That's exactly what they are doing. They're trying to use their knowledge, which is lies, to spew that on us. Like, whoa. today is June 1st. Guess what this month is? Pride Month. Woo. People are masturbating all of their, what, <laughs> that is so weird to say. Um, they're spewing all of this at us and shoving it down our throat. They're shoving their knowledge down our throat. They're shoving everything that they believe down our throat. And when reality, we're, what we're doing is just saying, here is the truth, take it or leave it. And they're leaving it and blaming us for what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, fake pride month, you know, uh, human beings, are all entitled to inalienable rights, the right mm -hmm. to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Even if you make wrong choices, you're entitled to that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't mind folks having their human rights and inalienable rights, but don't shove down your, mm -hmm. my throat, your uh, decisions that I think are wrong. You know, Man. I don't, I don't have to do it. I don't have to accept it. Uh, I'm not going to accept it. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not going to hurt you uh, because right. you, you're making decisions that I think are the wrong decisions. That's, that's Jesus Christ. You mm -hmm. know, some people use the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a matter of hating the sin. It's spread the good news that even if you are a sinner, uh, there is a path to salvation. That's mm -hmm. the good news. Yeah. And that's the uh, Christ that's alone. Jesus always said he always put his arm around the sex worker or, or the criminal. Even on the cross, he did that. And one of the right. criminals was with him in heaven that day. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but on the other hand, the other criminal he did not accept that he was a sinner and accept the salvation. And he wasn't in heaven with Jesus that day mm -hmm. that Christ was crucified. And that is the culmination and focal point of the whole story uh and it is what it is i have no malice by saying that i think homosexuality decisions are against god and against the bible uh me neither and at the same time that doesn't mean that i'm gonna hate somebody 
I have many, many friends uh, from all walks of life and all lifestyles and all that. And I'm not going to turn them away as my friend mm -hmm. because they're making decisions that I don't agree with. Uh, right. But I'm not going to also accept that I have to accept those decisions as right, right when we all know they're wrong. We all know they're mm -hmm. wrong. And it, like you yep. said, you can take it or leave it. It is what it mm -hmm. is. Uh, yep. there, there's no, they, they'll, they'll distort it. They'll, they'll change it and say that we're homophobic or we're, we're whatever. When in reality, it's just the truth and the truth will set you free. And it's up to you whether or not you're going to choose to follow the truth. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, uh, great show. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the audience has been very engaged uh, today, and uh, we appreciate you all out there in the audience uh, watching the show. Uh, and uh, Alex, tell everybody where they can find you on the various platforms and everything. Yeah, so you can find me at on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere where there's a podcast, just by typing a Stonewalls Perspective podcast. Uh, my my Instagram is Alex underscore Stone one twenty one, and then you have my Twitter on there. It's a underscore Stonewall. My Gab is a underscore Stonewall as well. And on Facebook, you can find me uh, on a Stonewalls Perspective. And I'm just gonna. I'm going to join the chat real quick on my, on my phone and just, um, uh, just type it in just in case. Go ahead. Um, Please do. So, we do um, appreciate that. awesome. So I'm just going to join Periscope real quick and, and comment this, a stone walls perspective. There we go. Boom. There it is folks. Uh, uh, Alex Stone. Alex, hang on backstage uh, while I do the closeout here and uh, we'll awesome. chat in a second. Thank, Thank you, you very much, my friend. Thank you for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Alex Stonewall, 17 years old, an amazing uh, young man and uh, uh, a solid Christian uh, that uh, really impressed me when I was able to meet with him and talk with him and, and just listen to his story uh, of faith. Uh, and, and really, I mean, he's not afraid to get engaged in public policy either. And that's what we need. Uh, you know, America at its founding had what was called the Black Road Regiment before the American Revolution that spread the word about things like uh, Thomas Paine's uh, and the pamphleteers messages about liberty and freedom and common sense uh, and those kind of things. Uh, so you know, just because you're a person of faith doesn't mean you're not also an American uh, uh, that's that's rooted and and really in the foundation of the values of this country, which is one of equality of opportunity and the ability to live, uh, have freedom, and pursue happiness. Uh, so until next week, we appreciate you joining us, and I'll talk to you all next Tuesday right here on The Rob Mana Show.